Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Sue Ann Weaver. Sue Ann Weaver, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Nice. Oh, good. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for so much for sitting through my canned intro, and I follow you everywhere. You were Sue Ann Weaver. Uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, you were also Suwon Weaver on TikTok. There's been a recent change because I think now instead of Suwon Weaver one, you are Suwon Weaver point zero. Right, point so, out. Yeah, but now she she got a link tree, so she can um, you can kind of keep track of her there. Um, real quick, tell us what you got. I mean, you got the Hot Medusa comedy show. When's the next show? Who are the big names you got? So uh, my next show is going to be January 28th. It's a Friday night. The headliner is Denise. Um, Denise Stewart, she's awesome. She's a wonderful comic from Oxnard. And we're doing this at the Dow Comedy Studio, which is on Western. And so there's lots of free parking and it's just, it's going to be on the patio too, which is very nice. Heated patio outside. (laughs) You used the keyword heated. I liked patio until I remembered it was January. Yeah. What's the, what's the temperature out there? Out here is 20 degrees. It's pretty chilly. Oh, I mean, 20 degrees. Okay, we can't, I can't, compl- I mean, I'm in Los Angeles. So, you know, if, once so, it gets down around 60, we start putting our very puffy jackets on and make fashion statements everywhere we go. So what is it, 60? I, I was about to say double it to 40, but no, I have to triple it to 60. You got 60 degrees right now? <laughs> well, yeah, probably, you know, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not 60, it's like 65, 70. Right, but I am from LA, so you know, for us, that's like, oh, chilly. We better bring our plants in. <laughs> and so, how are you booking the hot com, the hot Medusa comedy show? Like, you know, how do you get to be a headliner on that? How do you get to be on the show? I mean, do they have to take you out for uh, for coffee or, or tea, or what do they got to do? Right, that's so nice. <laughs> no, I like people to submit. You know, like normal ways, just submit and then send me. A little video, and and then also, of course, I want to book people I like that are cool. That yeah, I like people to come and support the show. So um, generally, I'll have eight or nine comics on. Which is, you know, it's like it's a pretty full lineup, right? But it's the how much show, time do they get? Um, it depends. Like usually between seven to ten minutes. I mean, the headliner. I'm doing a headliner set for like 15 minutes, you know, okay. but I still try to pay people a small amount, even if they get on the show. Um, even if they do seven minutes, I still want to pay them a little yeah. bit if I can, you know, if I can, if I'm, I mean, I hate to like pay people and lose money, but I've done that too. And, um, <laughs> you know, and then I give the headliner a little bit more. So. Uh, Cause you're thinking of the future. You're thinking of the future when that, when that, you know, the, the first comic to go up ends up being so famous that he or she, or they are, are the last comic on the lineup. Yeah. The headliner. You gotta right. think, yeah, you gotta think of the future, right? Yeah, and then you know what? Some people like they might not be very well known or have like a big following or anything, but sometimes they're hilarious. Yeah. So I just like to give people a chance, and especially you know we're all starting out somewhere. Meanwhile, um, you're getting a headline, a headliner who's so famous that he or she or they are getting uh getting bigger bookings, and you're like, oh crap! Now I gotta fill that ten minute or fifteen minute hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can fill it up with two funny seven and a half minuters. Yeah, I've had some really good headliners. Like even when I was doing it on Zoom, you know, during the pandemic, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but the beginning of the lockdown, I had, um, I had Gina Brion on the show. I had Jackie Fabulous. I had, you know, like Jackie Cation and Laurie Kilmartin, they headlined. I mean, I have had super good headliners and, uh, you know, I've pretty much kept that going. I think pretty you're well. Keeping your, you're, keep, you're giving yourself a good slot, I hope. 
Yeah, you know, sometimes I host, sometimes I, sometimes, I mean, I have, I've headlined my own show, but I don't really want to just do that because I, I feel like, you know, I mean, people that come to the show, a lot of them are my friends and like, they're like, okay, you know, who, I mean, yes, I'm fantastic. Yes, come and see me. But let's like share the love. You know, I'm not a great, I'm not greedy. I want to go to a hot Medusa comedy show so I can see, ah, oh, shit, Suan Weaver for the 15th time. I mean, you got to be fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really, like, it's yeah. not how funny you are. It's like, they've seen my my 15 minutes five times now. Right. <laughs> I, I need a new 15-minute headliner. Yeah, and you know what? I just totally made a mistake because I said Denise Stewart, which that Denise Stewart is a really good friend of mine. Okay. <laughs> but it's not Denise Stewart. It's Denise Carter. Okay. I was like, yeah, Denise is famous enough. I mean, Denise Stewart's famous enough to get a to get the hot top of the bill. But uh, yeah. so I, I didn't think twice at all. But yeah, so real quick, we're gonna talk about um, in your, you know, follow you on Twitter here and in your bio, um, yes. big talk, big talk about trans ally, big talk about LGBTQIA. Right. Um, I, I see all this stuff, and, and I recently talked about it this morning with Jay Aquino, and Jay Aquino is a Los Angeles based comedian. We were talking about the whole Pat Oswald. Um, Dave Chappelle thing, yeah. and um, and you know I'd like to think that I was woke enough on that episode. I really, I really would. But I want, I want to know whether or not I was. And so, what's the the trans ally LGBTQIA plus? Right. What's what's the kind of conclusion when it comes to the whole Patton Oswalt, uh, Dave Chappelle thing? You know, is it uh, mm-hmm. kind of where me and Jay Aquino came up is. I think what some people are forgetting is that people have garbage friends. Sure. <laughs> people who are throwing stones at Patton Oswald have some garbage ass friends and they are still friends with them. And so it's slightly, you know, it's slightly hypocritical. And um, but I mean the other point of it is, you know, Patton Oswald could have used it as an opportunity not to kind of be knee-jerk cosmetic, take the picture down, but use it as an opportunity to not only educate Dave Chappelle, but but um, educate the fan bases of both uh, himself and Dave Chappelle. Wow, you guys just covered it. Like I don't. I mean, it's heading in Pacific. It was yeah, good. good. I like it. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I'm not into shaming my friends. I I do have lots of different kinds of friends myself. Um. That are maybe not in the same political arena that I'm at. I mean, I literally just had someone tell me I should get some ivermectin for the COVID that I had last week. <laughs> I've so even... got a diversity of friends, that, and that's all you need to know about the Invermectin, yeah. <laughs> oh, my like, Lord, with all seriousness, they told you that. Literally, no, he sent me a picture, like, hey, this is what you need to get. It knocks it right out. Like, not even, like, a sense of humor about it. It was like, and then, and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I like, just saw it on Rogan. It's it's true. <laughs> Check it out. I've never heard any, yeah, nobody's ever said anything bad about horse tranquilizer. I'm the first to discover this. I want to let you know, Suwon, because you're a friend of mine. I don't want you to get sick and die. That's right. Exactly. Like, I, I like to have room for all kinds, but even the ones that take horse dewormer. Oh, and yeah. He said that he had, he had taken a whole vial of it himself because I was like, because before I even looked it up, like, and I knew specifically because I was like, Ivermectin, that sounds so familiar. Wait. Um, <laughs> Everybody knew about that 14 months ago. How come this Yeah. Person? Well, I know. Just that sometimes names. You know, there's so many, like, I don't know, so many names slip by me. But this guy, I'm like, oh, my God. He's taking a whole vial of it. I'm like, you're officially dewormed. Okay. Yeah, and I suppose it would have been cool if it's tranquilizer, like I said. But, yeah, it's dewormer. It's not even as good as tranquilizer. So, kind of, I mean, you've got a diversity of friends and things. And so, like, because you're you're still friends with this, obviously, uh, 
deranged person just kidding um (laughs) you know should we you know or or does being Patton Oswalt kind of necessarily mean that you uh you you got to be careful of who you're taking pictures with period no you know what I just I don't know I do feel like we've gone very militant sometimes with um you know even like like what what we can't just have a difference of opinion that can't be okay and 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 at the same time yes like let's not let's really not be insensitive let's try to do our best to make some good choices but i don't know i don't want to just sit there and like uh, you know, just be like, oh, you're a, this guy's a hypocrite. This guy's a piece of crap. No, I mean, I just not gonna. I I don't want to jump on the bang. I, it's like no no shaming, right? Like unless you're really unless you're a really rotten person. And yeah, I mean, and is somebody a necessarily garbage person because they're uh, you know, because they have shitty opinions? And it was even, and I think it, you know, yeah, going to the core of the controversy, which is a slightly related topic, which is you know the whole when you see Dave Chappelle, first of all, like. <laughs> I came into Dave Chappelle late, like meeting Kevin Hart was on my Mount Rushmore of comedy before I saw Dave Chappelle. And then I saw Dave Chappelle and I was like, this is the most low energy <laughs> comedian I've ever heard in my life. He's not right. making me laugh. He's, he's presenting as thoughtful. And, and then he came right. out with the whole, oh, I know trans people. I know gay people. They're all in this car. They're all in a car together and everybody kicks, you know, like he was just right. really, oh, because I know this person. I can paint the entire spectrum of sexuality and gender presentation and gender identity and all that stuff. I can pr- paint it with a broad brush because I've established that I know a couple of trans people. Well, yeah, like it's like, oh, I have black friends. Like, yeah, <laughs> it can know? stop him from like being woke on ra- racism, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah, like why didn't he get the lesson yeah. that he kind of taught early on that knowing one is not knowing all? Yeah, and you know what? Here's one. Here's what I think is interesting about Dave Chappelle is like why are you so obsessed with talking about it? You know, like to me, that is very interesting. Like, um, you really want to talk about it because he really goes deep, you know? Like, so what do you think it is? Do you think like, there's some, uh, there's some attraction and some shame about, attra- you know, attraction to uh, honestly, you know, tr- trans people? There must be because like you don't like, uh, you know what, straight guys that I'm friends with, I mean, sure, sometimes they have like an opinion or something that they will just spit out, but they're not really going deep on. (laughs) Sue, let's talk about this. I just, oh, I bought Invermectin. Let's talk about trans people right now. Like they're not bringing it up with every conversation. That's funny. Right. Like, like really every time, like every special, like. You know, it's been a few. And so it's very interesting to me, like how, like if someone would be, um, I don't know, should we say obsessed? Maybe like, like, well, I mean, like what else, what else is on your mind? Like, why is, why are you so going deep on the community here? Like on the. I love, I love but and I guess that brings up the larger question, which is applicable to your act, I guess, which is, okay, he probably is doing that because he had such blowback and thus attention from the last thing he said. So he's like, well, now I can talk about it. Um, and if I keep getting blowback and attention, I'll keep doing it because of course, then that will make people stream my special. But so I guess when you get a, a positive reaction to certain material you're doing, mm-hmm. any any type of subject matter, and if it's sexuality, if it's gender, if it's you know gender identity or just gender presentation, whatever, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like you have to make your act about that like do you feel like oh shit my a material is all the sexuality stuff i need to um, just kind of go with it 
or or you're like I really owe it to my act and owe it to my audience to kind of make sure that there's a material on on something else. Well, I mean, you know, I don't feel like we owe anybody anything, and you know, especially as comedians, do we owe people stuff? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, but it's like, yeah. So, I mean, I guess that brings up the question. It's like, let's say your your hardcore audience is is there to see you. There's, I mean, of course, they're going to Hot Medusa comedy show, right? They're going, they're going on the 28th. They see your headliner there, and they're yeah. like, oh, I saw 15 minutes from Sue Weaver last time. I had some sexuality stuff in it. I really am coming here because I want to hear that sexuality stuff, and you leave it out. Right, right, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, I mean, yeah. And I don't know that you yet dwell on sexuality in your act. I just see this stuff in your bio. But yeah, you know, that was just a, an example I was giving. Yeah, that's a good example. Okay, so no, I, I like what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, no, it makes sense because sure, we do get known kind of for something, um, something like things that we're talking about. I mean, I know that if I do bits on my mom, then for sure people are like, we want more of your mom, you know, because they, they hear, like, they hear it, they feel it, you know, you could, you, and definitely, like, my mom, but, you know, I don't do stuff on my mom every time, just because if I don't want to, I don't. That's, but, that's it. I mean, I, the reason why that stuff is so great, I mean, Joe Coy does it, he's yeah. got a great voice for his mom, um, Rachel Steen, something or other, the one, oh, I mean, she was on stand-ups, what was her name, Rachel something Steen, Feinstein, Feinstein, Rachel Feinstein has a wonderful mother voice that I just look forward to every time. And even Dylan Adler, comedian out in New York City, um, you know, he's got a he's got a killer mother thing too. And I just want everything to be. But then I see, oh, he just did this thing where he's really gay and he's talking about uh, loving football. He doesn't know anything about it. And I think that's hilarious. Like, so it's yeah. almost you have to explore new stuff to to find out that oh my audience also loves this other thing that I do. And kind of you know because your your mom material takes off. Yeah. Um, do you kind of uh, challenge yourself by seeing what else will take off and what else has taken off when you've tried that? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely like to explore other things because I, I feel like my mom is kind of like a little, I don't know, I don't know, silver bullet. Is that the right? I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, you know what? I get all my metaphors completely wrong, so I could be saying the completely wrong thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like to explore new things. You know, I definitely don't want to just sit on the same stuff all the time, even though sure if i'm doing really short sets which that's what that's where i'm at right now with my comedy career is if i'm doing 10 minute sets then i do want to do kind of like some of the a material unless we're just kind of in a you know dive bar show and then maybe i do want to then i'll have the opportunity to explore and and do something that i normally wouldn't even want to talk about or I don't know, you know, just have a little more more fun and be wild. Because, I mean, but, if you have a voice for your mom, I would think that even then going into, you know, I don't know, more uh, adventurous material, meaning non-mom material that you know is not a silver bullet, like you can still call back by saying anything in the mom's voice. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you get them laugh, and do you have a mom voice then? Oh, yeah, my mom okay. is like, oh, my mom's like this little... 90 year old Korean lady, not, well, yeah, almost 90. And she's like, oh, Swan, I don't like when people do tattoo. <laughs> and so she just is like, she is like, I can't stand it. You have tattoos like a gangster. <laughs> you know, just, she's just, yeah, she just is very opinionated about so many things. Lovely, lovely lady. And, but it just gives you an opportunity to call back to it, right? Like, so, I mean, you really have a, just the, the, the routine, like, it's just, okay, mention your mom up top. 
can get into whatever the hell you want because then your mom can chime in. Like if it's like, <laughs> if you're ever slowing down, you can just do a sentence as your mom and you, you'll get them back because they're probably hungering for it anyway, right? Like the minute Joe Coy gets into his mom, uh, it's like, I, I want him to stay in his mom for the rest of his set or Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh my God. You know what? It's Sometimes I worry about doing too much of my mom. Like, I don't want to just lean on it that much. Yeah. But you're right. It's almost like it, it's like a, just a little callback to it makes it um, makes people kind of feel warm and fuzzy, I guess. All the all the fellow comedians are going to be resentful that you have this silver bullet throughout your set. It's like, man, whenever, whenever Sue on Weaver gets in trouble, she's got the whole callback thing. I can't believe she's got the cheat code. She found the cheat code. Yeah, 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 that's so, true. So, like, what else have you been finding? Like, um, you know, the 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 Black Asian ancestry. I think. I mean, yeah. have you you been doing stuff with that? And is that as successful as the mom stuff? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, because people don't expect to hear that uh, I'm that my dad is black, and he also my dad. So my dad passed for being white, and he had very light skin. So that that's actually going that's going great. And it's fun for me to talk about because it's so unexpected. And um, because my parents are so much older, my dad passed away a few years ago, he was 97. Ah, so you got some good genes, huh? Yeah, not 97 and 80 something. That's amazing. Yeah. You're gonna live forever. <laughs> the you. first person to live to 150 is Suwon Weaver. I've, I've met her. Yep, I gotta just dip in that fountain of youth and keep that skin tight. I don't know. how it, you it, do you, do you put a voice on for her or do you put a voice on for your dad i do a voice for my dad but it feels weird for me to do it because yeah. mostly my dad sounded like john wayne in my head oh. so if you're if i'm doing this like you know talking about him being black and then he's like well uh swan uh why don't you I, have a seat i mean it just it feels I like, like that that works because i can i can picture it i, I think they kind of go together like well, I've do. never seen your dad and right. I've never seen a John Wayne movie, but first of all, it's like, it's like, okay, well, he had a legitimately distinct voice. Yes. He's not like resorting to stereotypes or whatever. And oh, I can actually see a very light skinned person <laughs> doing that voice. And so like, that's funny to me, especially if there's interaction between him and your mom. Yes. I have a little, I have a little bit that I just uh, really started working on with the two together yeah. and um, it's, it's gotten a pretty good reaction and it's fairly new, but uh, it feels really good because it's so truthful and, and, you know, visual and all that kind of stuff. So it's fun for me too. Yeah, I mean, but then, I mean, you're just going to have such solid chunks. It's going to be difficult to like develop anything else. Like what do you find? Like you can't put Trump material in between your dad and your mom, right? <laughs> Well, you can, <laughs> you can, because, you know, racism, obviously. Because uh, he's just so racist. Yeah. Well, you know, when you, when you say you got, I've got my black over here. I mean, you know, it's like kind of easy to put him in there. Cause, and then you're like, that's my dad. And then my dad said, well, I, I resent the fact that you called me out. <laughs> Yeah. But, but but Sue on Weaver, uh, you got your show coming up on the 28th. And is it going to be punted because of COVID? And I guess the answer is no, because it's outdoors and heated. That's exactly right. I mean, I've, I've had, you know, I canceled a couple shows that were between Christmas and, and this time um, just because, well, first of all, I had also gotten COVID myself. So, mm. um, you know, I just wanted to kind of lay low. And so and then also just because what's going on out there, it's like, oh, is it OK to do shows again? But um, I, I do 
I don't want to just turn shut down the world, you know, and that's, I think, a t tough choice right now for comedians or just anyone in business to make is like, what are, what are we do? Do we want to shut down? Like, do, you know, maybe it's just voluntarily shutting down because you get COVID and then or if your people get COVID, then, you know, what are you going to do? You can't worry about having a small show or not, you know, not having a ton of people. And it's just got to be we got to just do the best we can make really good choices and try to keep other people safe. You know, I think if we're doing that, then, you know, maybe we're not all going to die. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, eventually it's going to uh, happen. You got the natural antibodies and I'm pretty sure because of your genetics, you're going to live till 150. Thank so we follow her everywhere. Suwon Weaver, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. This is a blast.